Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, it's Bucks at Lions NFC Divisional title game this Sunday, 3 o'clock in beautiful Detroit, Michigan. Ford Field will be the location. That place will be electric. It'll be on fire. The question is, does the Bucks season have one more chapter to it? Because, as they've said, they write the narrative, and so far it's been pretty unbelievable, to be honest with you. Um, I think Todd Bowles, Baker Mayfield, have squeezed every single drop out of this season. And if there's anything left at all, uh, you know, hats off to them because many people thought that they weren't even going to, you know, win five to six to seven games this year. And not only did they win the division, but of course to upset the Eagles. Now they're six-point favorites against the Lions. In my opinion, Steve, the Lions to me uh, are a better story than anybody in the NFC. I think Lamar Jackson and the the Baltimore Ravens might have the best team in the National Football League. I like the Lions better than the 49ers, believe it or not. And I don't know what's going to happen in Saturday's game between the Packers and the 49ers. Um, but this Lions team, in addition to not having a weakness, right, uh, you look at their running game, it's very good with with David Montgomery and um, Jameer Gibbs and all those guys. You've got Pro Bowl receivers, you know, um, in in St. Brown and, and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. And then you got, you know, Jamison Williams and just Josh Reynolds has been really, really good. So they – they're loaded there. The best offensive line, arguably, in football, a tight end in Sam Laporta, who has been phenomenal this year. Um, and so offensively, they're a handful. But then defensively, I mean, you watch this guy at Michigan. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson is unblockable at times, you know. And they've got really good down linemen, active linebackers. On the back end, I think they're vulnerable at times. Um, CJ, you know, Gardner Johnson, notwithstanding popping his mouth off, but they, there was some plays to be made in their first meeting by the bucks that did just didn't hook up, but they got some receivers behind the defense and that's got to stop. Um, but it's a really solid, solid lions team and maybe even made more so by sort of how hard they play, right? Like Dan Campbell, is a unique guy. And he goes way back with Todd Bowles. Um, You know, Todd's coached him, and he's coached with him. And Dan wears his emotions on his sleeve. His team has picked that up, and they're emotional too. And they just they play so hard. Like you are not going to see a loaf on this football team on any play. Um, And that's just the mentality that – has sort of been brought there. So this one, unlike the Eagles who came in, you know, leaking water, listing badly to one side, you know, a lot of infighting and stuff, just weren't weren't good at all. 
had no momentum from all the losses at the end of the year. Nah, not this Lions team. This Lions team has been hot all season, right? When have they not been? And they've got that look to them like, yeah, man, you know, this this could be our year. You're going to have to go in there and beat them um, because they're going to be more physical than you. They're going to play harder than you. And they got really good players. And I, and I think Goff is, is a pretty damn good quarterback. He's destroyed this team. He's completed so many passes. He's come out zinging it, you know, 30, 35 times a game when he plays them. Um, and that may happen again. But it doesn't have to because they can run the football. So the Bucks are, are taking a big step up in class. And I know everybody looked at Philly and they said, well, you know, Philly will get it right. And no, you know, they, they were 10-1 and one and all this. Yeah, Philly, something was wrong with them, man. Something was just wrong. Something was off. And it is, you know, it's not going to be off against Detroit. Detroit is is going to be ready for this. They are, you know, but the Rams came close to beating them. Well, they had them. They just yeah. made a bad decision to punt the ball with yeah. four minutes to go and never got it back. I mean, the Lions played a great first half. They did. They weren't so good the second half. No. And let the Rams Morris, back in that game. Raheem Morris made an adjustment on defense, and it worked. And that's the thing. Like, is there going to be a point where this Bucks? My, my my belief is that if the Bucks win, their defense will win the game. Their offense will do some stuff, right? They'll score, but it'll be this will be a game where their defense will have to get some turnovers, shut down the Lions, and keep giving the ball back to Baker Mayfield. And I think I think they're capable of it. I do. Much like when they played Philadelphia a second time, Todd Bowles gets in there three thirty in the morning, devises a six man front, um, you know, puts Zion McCallum at safety because he's fast and can cover, and in some cases had, you know, mismatches in his favor. Came after Jalen Hurts and made him throw the ball quickly, which meant not down the field as much. So it was a great game plan and they executed it perfectly. You could come up with a game plan for Detroit too. I just think they're more solid, and I think they can beat you in a lot of different ways, and you got a lot to worry about. <laughs> and so um, for that reason and the, the freshness of it up there, I think the good times are probably going to roll. Um, but there's not the probably the disparity between rosters that a lot of people outside think. You know, like the Bucks have really, really good players too, you know, and if they go in there and – not fall behind. Get off to a good start. That crowd's going to be electric the whole day, mm-hmm. but you don't need to invite more of it. <laughs> you know, like you don't need to fumble, put the ball on the ground, uh, give up a big play, a big score. You just got to go in there and play your game and hang in there. You know, find a way. And um, it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for for Lions fans too because they've been through a lot and they get to have a second playoff game. It's going to be no- loud as hell. And Baker Mayfield, if he pulls this off, one of the best transformation reclamation projects ever in the National Football League, nobody would have seen him doing this uh, a couple months ago. Nobody. No, absolutely not. But I also wonder in Detroit, and this may be more with the fans than the players, but you exercised 30 years worth of demons not hosting a playoff game. And you hosted, it was loud, it was incredible, and as you said, the fans are in tears and, and all this. Yeah. Can you get up again? 
It's a great question for that. And, and you know, a lot of it will depend on how the Bucks come out of the box and and mm-hmm. play. You know, mm-hmm. but can not only the fans, but can the players? I mean, that's you know, th- these players have known for years the you know the story. It's, it's been thirty years before a playoff. That Ford Field had never hosted a playoff game before, and yeah, you know, all this. I mean, these players know. Jared Goff knew it when he was traded there. Yeah, and, he was traded to Siberia. That's right. why. You know, and, and and so they're trying to, you know, exercise those demons and get that monkey off their back. Now they have. Mm-hmm. How do they respond seven days later? Yeah, it, it it's a good point. And, you know, you, you see <laughs> you see those memes after a team does something like this of the old lady on the Titanic going, mm-hmm. It's been eighty three years. Um, that's the way it felt for Detroit. And I, I think human nature is there can be an exhale, right? Like mm-hmm. you're so hyped. The last week, the whole thing was emotional energy spent on Jared Goff, right? Because here comes Matthew Stafford, right? The prodigal son comes home, and he's got his little Super Bowl ring. And you want to, you know, you don't want the ex to look better than the new, you know, boy or girlfriend, right? So it's like, but then, so you start, they start chanting, Jared's name, Jared, Jared. And he goes out there and he plays lights out, man. But when it's all said and done, that's a lot of emotional energy spent. And now they're going to come up against a team without that storyline. This would be like, yo, we're here to beat you up, you know, so you better come to play. And they've been talking a lot about the fans and a lot about the atmosphere. Not that you're content, not that that football team has had enough and is ready to go home, but... It can be hard to get up that high for two weeks in a row. You know, like they knew who was coming to town last week for some time, and that was an amped up atmosphere. I don't know that it's going to be that as amped up this this time, and that could play in the Bucks' favor for sure. It'll be it'll be interesting to see, and, and a lot of it will depend on how the teams come out. Absolutely, you know who gets the ball first, and what what happens on that first drive or two for both teams. Absolutely. You know and, what, and it, what game plan does Dave Canales have when they're on offense? There you go to get to get players involved and to move the ball down the field, and then you know what the defensive schemes and, and what game plans they come up with. You know, I, I always in playoff games to me the, those first two possessions for each team, oh, huge can be huge. Yeah, I mean, and then the adjustments at halftime are just as big. But right, you know how how do you set the tone? I mean, Green Bay set the tone against Dallas and just steamrolled them. Right, Dallas didn't know what hit him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't see that happening in this game. But if you come out firing, it's always possible in a playoff game. Yeah, and and listen, um, it wouldn't surprise me, like if the Bucks defense came up with yet another scheme. Right, like mm-hmm. the brilliance of the Philadelphia game was Todd Bowles. You forget. It's easy to forget, um, and I'll be writing about this, but it's easy to forget that Todd Bowles is not just the head coach because you see him up there, and, and that's what we think about when we think about Todd Bowles. But the dude is the defensive play caller. He's the coordinator. He's doing the defense. That's really his job, and he has to get to the office at 3.30 in the morning and, like, you know, game planning – but he comes up with stuff that's 
different from what they've done before. Not just the last time they met, but totally different. You know, to walk six people up to the line of scrimmage against Philly and say, not today. You're not going to run the ball. You want to try to throw it over our heads? Have at it. we got some really athletic guys back there. They'll be happy to try to pick you off. But one thing you're not doing is you're not going to run the ball. And that took some, you know, some discipline by the players. It took some, you know, exotic looks. And um, at the end of the day, they were rewarded for it. So you don't know what Todd Bowles has in store, right, for that Lions offense this time. You just, you know, and it could be something that is effective. They've been playing well. Um, you know, they're healthy for the most part. So it it could, if Todd Bowles is on his game and those guys know their assignments and buy into it and can force a turnover or two early, now your crowd has nervous energy. They're going to have energy. They're going to be loud, but let them fall behind. It's going to be like, whoa, we've not been this far before. What do we do now? Um, so I give them a better chance than most people. I don't. And I know the spread was six. That seems high to me, Steve. I guess you could lose by a touchdown, but um, well, what it the, is a, a they, solid. They team. usually give about three points for the home field. Isn't that three for about home? What it is? Yeah, yeah. So they're saying Detroit's three points better on a neutral field, approximately. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. Seems like a lot to me, but maybe it's not in the grand scheme of things. I'm not a betting man. Well, if you think but, Detroit's the most complete team in the NFC, then three points isn't that unreasonable. No. No, it's not. You're right. Okay, I'll take the over. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't gamble, thank God. I'm I'm scared money doesn't win. I'd be the worst. I could just like first of all, I don't sleep now. I would never sleep if I had money on a game. Uh just kind of worried about it. But you know, this one too is it's part two of the Bucks redemption tour. So they beat the Eagles who they lost to during the regular season. Um, they can, if they beat Detroit, there's a chance of you going back out to California to beat San Francisco. <laughs> so pretty much taking them all back all down, you know, that's a heck of a run. Um, and, a, and a tiring one, I would imagine, but let's not put the cart before the horse here just a little bit. I, I think that, you know, for Todd Bowles to do what he's doing, to win one more game, and with the potential of hosting the championship a week later, you know, should, should the Packers prevail on, on Saturday, is remarkable. Who would have said this two weeks ago, four weeks ago? Like, it seemed improbable. Um, but here they are. And enjoy it, fans. Yeah. I mean, hell yeah. 60 minutes from being. 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl. That's crazy, but that's the league, man. You're one of eight teams. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everybody else is home. 24 teams are not practicing. They are not playing. They are done. Done until next season. And they're all jealous of these teams. This, to me, is the best weekend for the NFL. The the conference championship's fine, right? But when you got this many games and you, you know, like last week there was only really one that was close. There's a lot of games that are wide open to me. Like last week, I was shocked by Green Bay. I didn't think that would happen. Kansas City, I figured, but they really beat them badly. There really wasn't any huge upsets outside of Tampa Bay, maybe in Philly, but Philly had been playing bad. But this well, I mean, round... The, the top-seeded teams won every game except for the Green Bay game. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. But this game, this is these games are going to be great. 
and and then you got your big boys coming back yep. into town. You know what I mean? But this is the third time in four years the Buccaneers have been in this round. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. You know, when you think of this franchise's history, yeah, to, to be 60 minutes away from the conference championship game three times in four years is incredible. Hey, man, we were in the indoor facility, and they have run out of space for banners. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a good problem to have. I don't know where. Like, we were like, well, no, that's a garage door. That one goes up and down. We can't put it there. Where's the next banner going to go? Yeah, they got too many. Sorry. Might have to, like, combine a few or something, but. Kind of like the government um, when they're planning roads and stuff. They don't plan for what's going to come. No, exactly. (laughs) I didn't know we were going to (laughs) win. It's like, wait a minute. I just ordered the old ones, man. Y'all keep adding these new stuff every time I turn around. Um. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's I. You know what's great about the playoffs is when you're around teams that are still playing, is just how prideful they. Are. That was another thing. Like Todd Bowles was asking, I didn't think he would answer the question. I didn't ask it. There's a lot of questions I didn't ask this week. Um, but this one in particular, he was asked one word that would describe your team this year. And and what I loved about it is that he he played it off. He went with it, and he just looked out there and he said prideful that's a good word for this team prideful Mm -hmm. there's a lot of proud players that have accomplished a lot of things on this roster and they want to get back and they need to get back for their careers um you know for longevity for a lot any number of reasons um so i think that's a good word and i think as a result they've never took taken their foot off the gas you know even when things were dark and gloomy and all that they kept pushing forward, man, and they stuck together, and here they are. And it, it's been sort of this Cinderella season for them, even with all the bad, you know, stories and publicity and things, and um, a speculation about Todd Bowles's job. Like that's always horrible. But this has been a good year, win, lose, or draw. No one should come away from this season if they did lose feeling like, wow, you know, just another lost year. Now this is. This is big stuff, man. They're back in the postseason. You know, the, the four-year streak is the longest in the NFC. You know, it's it's really Tampa Bay is being spoiled. You know, they're being spoiled by the hockey team. Three Stanley Cups in a row appearances, two Cups. The baseball team is a perennial, you know, contender in the AL East. Wins 90 to 100 games every year. Like, And then now you have the Bucks, who really were never that down and are back atop the mix again so it's these are great stories and they're rare because you're right it can turn like we've lived it you know 12 years no playoffs like this is for the fans and that atmosphere at Raymond James was tremendous so I'm anxious to see what they do I I think they're going to play well and I think that Detroit if you go back and watch Baker Mayfield missed a lot of receivers that were wide open down the field like streaking behind the defense and he just missed them He's got to play better. But if those looks are there, buddy, watch out. Because unless, you know, their pass rush gets home, if Baker has time to launch, he's going to have some opportunities down the field. Let's just hope Baker can find Russell Gage down the field. <laughs> that's right. I'm anxious to see how that matchup goes, man. How do you think that's going to go? Like, is Baker going to get in his face? We're talking about CJ, what is it, uh, Gardner Jones? Johnson. Is that right? Johnson, Johnson Jones, yeah. Gardner Johnson. Uh, Gardner Johnson uh, insulting Baker a little bit, um, saying that that group of receivers 
and Russell Gage would have been really good if they had a good quarterback. <laughs> Ouch, babe. Uh, to which Baker said, yeah, I guess he's not watching much film. <laughs> and then and then Gardner Johnson tweeted back a picture of Tom Brady breaking an iPad, and he was like, ask that quarterback or something like that if I watch film. So um, he's a character. He's been around a while. But it, I like this. I Again, I said this yesterday. I just like the back and forth. I like the vitriol. I like a little bit of salsa, salsa on, you know, on my cornflakes. I just I, I just think this is great for football. It's entertainment. It's theater. It's got a little WWE to it. Like mm-hmm. I I enjoy it. I think more teams should engage in it to be honest with you. But everybody's like, oh don't say anything bad about the opponent. Um and Baker is is every man's, you know, underdog. That he wears that title well, you know, and he'll have to wear it again, but he's comfortable in it. It doesn't bother him. I think it's been a rallying cry for this football team, and they've responded. And you know, I expect them. I expect them to play well. I don't think could be wrong as rain. I can't predict games, but I really think they're going to play well. All right, we got some uh, mailbag questions for you here coming up. Some leftovers, and we'll get to those in just a second. But first, remind you that for the past fourteen years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems in Florida. Now they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and have always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment and replacement labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof, electrical, and equipment replacement is all covered. Now, Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar. It is owned by the homeowner. This policy will also transfer to the new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862. Or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, we got a couple of mailbag questions to wound up, wind up the week here. Let's get started. Alfred tweeted, he says, Will we see new progressive commercials with Baker Mayfield next season? He'll need to insure his new home here, correct? God, I hope so. I really do. And there's such potential, right? Not just in Tampa, but how about Raymond James? How about a pirate ship in the, in the end zone? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things you could do with this dude. And um, I think he's improved his image for sure. You know, he's a likable guy. He's got a big smile, and it's all over the TV and everything. Um, I hope he gets to. You know, and him and his wife are expecting their first child in April. He's looking to put down roots. What better place, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I hope I hope so. I think Baker is Baker is has earned off the field, on the field, whatever he's got coming to him. He he should get the spotlight now because I and I don't think he's going to fall off the map. I think he's going to you know settle his career, push forward, and wind up with a a pretty good starting quarterback, probably probably in Tampa, but but somewhere. Patrick uh, sent us a note. He says, "Rick, starting quarterbacks from Week 18 included Aiden O'Connell from Purdue." Easton Stick from North Dakota State, 
Tyler Huntley from Utah, Nick Mullins from Southern Miss. We've seen DeVito from Illinois and Toon from Houston. The list goes on and on. Many were undrafted or very late picks. Why does it seem so many backups are unheralded guys nobody has heard of in college? Are higher-profile guys unwilling? No, I just I simply think there was a lot of injuries this year. I mean, I think I thought, saw a stat where like almost 70 uh, different quarterbacks have played. If you look at the teams that are alive, however, okay, how many injuries have they sustained at the position? The right? Browns were about the only one that did. The Browns were, but they're gone now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would give you the Browns, and, you know, the Joe Flacco story was amazing until it wasn't. When he, he was threw, their fourth quarterback they used this year. Yeah, and then, he, and then he threw away, you know, their wild card game because he had two pick sixes against the Texans. Um, so I just think the quarterback situation right now in the NFL is if you've drafted one, about it's about a 50% bust rate. But I think you have to realize that C.J. Stroud is going to be a star in this league if he's not already – and he's going to be around a while, you know. Jordan Love can spin it, right? I don't know what he's going to do on Saturday. Would it shock me if he were to go out there and, and upset the Niners? It wouldn't. That guy's got crazy arm talent, and he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for four years. He's the real deal. Over, over 30 touchdowns, I think like eight interceptions. Um, he can play, and he throws it from all angles. So I like him. Um Josh Allen, probably the best quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, is still in this equation. So there's some really good, you know, top 10-ish. I don't know how much beyond that it gets, but, you know, some of these franchises have to cut their losses too, you know. I mean, happens to everybody. The Bucks lost Tom Brady, but they found Baker Mayfield. Um but I think I think there's been some decent quarterbacking. I'm amazed that guys can come off the couch the way, you know, it happened in right. Cleveland with uh, Joe Flacco yeah. and still play. But I um, think so, I think his question is: Is all these guys that you never heard of in college? Yeah, like those are the backup quarterbacks. What happened to the guys we know? Like, well, such as they're hurt. I mean, for yeah, the well, most part. no, but I'm saying as backup quarterbacks. I mean, you know, you've got Andy Dalton and you mean like Jan, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton yeah. and these kind of guys, right? I think that's what his question is. I think is they got stuck behind better players. I mean, it, Jameis Winston decided mm-hmm. to stay in New Orleans because he didn't have a job as a starter. And Derek, even after Derek Carr had signed there, you know, Jameis said, I'm good. I just want to stay. Um, I think some of them have been exposed to the point where people don't think they're anything but a, a number two at best. Mm-hmm. And they're never going to get a shot. I also you know? think some of the higher-profile guys have made enough money in their career. Instead of going to be a backup, they retire. They're gone, yeah. I mean, and I don't know that this is the case because I think some of it's attitude or whatever, but like, you don't think Cam Newton, even today, couldn't be one of the top 32 quarterbacks in this league if he was in shape and motivated and ready to go? I, I think he could. You know, like there's... Yeah, the money's big. Well, he tried um, it in New England. It didn't work very well. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like... Although no quarterback bad... since Brady has worked well for Belichick. But... That's true. There's there's, there's some, there's some, not some less than stellar quarterbacking going on. But a lot of injuries this year, you know. And it seems like if you get sort of pigeonholed as the, the quote-unquote backup and you're behind a really good player, 
then no one's going to hear your name, but you might stay back there for eight or 10 years. You know, that's been the secret of a lot of backup quarterbacks. But you get about you get about five years or so if you're a high first round pick to prove it, and that's being generous. It's not much time, man. You know, I don't know where the pipeline is, but we've we've lost some pretty good passers over the over the last you know year or so, and you could lose more. You know, it just depends. Well, let's but, see who plays in the UFL. <laughs> yeah, good point. But I think you're starting to see some guys emerge. C.J. Stroud's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, this class is supposed to be loaded. This class, yeah. Caleb Williams. Uh, May you know, a lot of good from North Carolina. Yeah. You've May, got uh, uh, Penix May. and Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be some dudes. J.J. McCarthy. And... Yeah. It'll be uh, some of them might get a chance to start on some bad teams, too. So, but the quarterback position, we're in a transition area. You know, there's there's no Brady. There's no there's not a Manning in the game anymore. There's, you know, a lot of these guys have moved on in the last two years or so. But that's sport. You have to cycle in, cycle out, and it isn't good quarterback play, you know, because that takes time. Um, but we'll get we'll get used to who the new names are. You know, it's going to happen. You know, then then you'll have new stars. What's remarkable is how consistent a guy like Patrick Mahomes has been. You it's it's going to be interesting go, this weekend. They got to go to Buffalo. That hasn't happened. They played all their games at home in the last few years at the championship. That's yep. going to be different. His first playoff game on the road. That's crazy, right? Like the dude's been, you know, in every championship, and it's yeah. only his first playoff every game. On one, the road. Every game's been home or Super Bowl neutral site. Yeah. I, I don't. I kind of like Buffalo in this game. I mean, I I think Kansas City, the the weather didn't, they didn't let the weather bother them against a team that had absolutely melted. Melted is the wrong word when it's 12 below, but um, they froze. And I don't know that that's going to be the case anywhere else. You know, where weather is a big factor, but I, I, think, I think Kansas City's been living on some borrowed time. Like Mahomes was great. But if Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over and they got him at home, they're a better football team overall. I've seen I've seen both. I was I covered obviously the Buffalo Bills and they hadn't really completely turned it around yet. But if Josh protects the football, um they're going to score more points I think than Kansas City and their defense played really really well up in Buffalo. Uh so I yeah, wrote it's just different. He's he's been blessed. He's got to play all those games at home and mm-hmm. Now going to Archer Park is going to be tough. The Bills, I think I saw, are fourteen and two at home in the playoffs since nineteen ninety. Is that right? Wow, that's impressive. Now home field, you know, especially in the cold weather cities, man, means so much in the playoffs. Their fans are getting fueled up and diving shirtless into flaming tables. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> They're not right up there, right? They came out to a stadium where the field looked great. But no one could see their seat because they were buried in snow, and they stood there anyway. It was kind of like first come, first serve. Like, they're crazy up there. It's a tough place to play. Fun place, though. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. 
All right. Well, this to me is a better week in the NFL than even next week, which is your conference championships, because there's just so many great games and great matchups, including the Bucks, of course, on Sunday at uh, three o'clock. Hey, double header! If you're headed to Detroit, don't just stop with the what thousand dollar ticket you probably bought to see the Bucks at Ford Field. No, 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 no. Go watch the Lightning play in the same city later that night at seven. What a great! On-the-road sports doubleheader for a Tampa Bay And fan. the stadiums are real close to each other. so Yeah, walking distance, yep. man. It's going to be a little nippy, but that's okay. You can get there. It'll be great. I, well, I'm but, sure. But hey, the Lightning play indoors, too, or the Red Wings play indoors, too, as, as do the Lions. <laughs> yes, they so. do. I think everybody we've established in Detroit plays inside. I think we've established that. It's been well-documented now. No, the Tigers actually play outdoors. but Well, for now. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they put a roof over their place too. So not only do you have, so you got the double header um, and great games all weekend long. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Saturday games as well. Lightning also play at Buffalo Saturday at 12:30 before the NFL game. So, oh, is that right? So yeah. they got back to back up there, huh? Back to back, Buffalo, Detroit, and then they'll That's go to Philly ambitious. next Tuesday. So, so in a weird way, because they were supposed to play like around five, so in a weird, yep. they got a couple hour reprieve from the. Uh, from the start of their uh, yeah, it was game supposed to be a twelve thirty game. So they had more than twenty four hours between the end of the game and the next game, but now it'll be even a couple two extra hours. Yeah, it just means they them. get into Philly later for their off day on Monday. But that's a good point. Well, it should be a fun sports weekend, and we will be back to talk to you about it on Sunday night. And you'll talk, you'll listen to the podcast on Monday at some point or whenever you listen to it. Thanks for all your questions, your your uh, mailbag questions. We'll have more of those next week. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud, Tampa Times. Enjoy your football. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.